Well, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is John Lyle. I work for Facebook. Um, I'm part of the site integrity team at Facebook, so we fight spam. Basically, that's the, the short of it. And if you have any questions about fighting spam or Facebook or anything like that, please come and say hello to me or Yuli, who's just sitting in the middle there. Um, you might remember a talk last year at SHB. I wasn't there for it, but um, one of our colleagues, Chris Palo, gave a long talk about um, authentication and about how we spot people who log into accounts uh, maliciously. Um, I actually look after that system, so if you want to, want to talk about that more, come and see me later. Um, I'm going to talk about something completely different. So uh, my talk, I came up with the longest title I could. Um, I wanted to talk about a particular kind of attacks that include uh, where the user or the, the person behind um, who's being exploited is really very complicit in the whole attack. Um, and I'm going to go through the kind of the technical details now and then uh, talk a little bit about how we, get, how we mitigate the problem. Um, and I think this is a really interesting attack uh, I'm going to talk about because it requires so much participation and it's such a kind of user-unfriendly attack and yet it kind of does actually matter. So we tend to call this attack uh, self-XSS. It's um, uh, basically where you're cross-site scripted by your own actions. And this is the kind of thing you'll see. So on Facebook, you'll see this story pop up, maybe as a, um, a comment on a photo or something. They'll say, uh, go to this following link, copy all the code you see on this link, copy it into your web browser's JavaScript console, run the code, and then um, you'll get, in this case, lots of followers or uh, you'll get uh, lots of likes, even things like you'll get new emoticons or, um, uh, or you'll be able to hack someone else's profile. All these kind of things that uh, people kind of want to do, maybe. Um, and so they'll go to this link and they'll see this page like this and they'll copy and paste all of this exciting, very trustworthy code. Um, <laughs> and they'll paste it into their browser and um, unfortunately uh, it won't do quite what they're expecting. Um, what it will generally do is it'll actually uh, subscribe them to an, a list or a page or a group or something on Facebook that uh, is owned by the attacker, the person who actually pointed them towards this link. Um, and the attacker will be trying to get lots of people to uh, visit this page and, and click on and, and copy and paste this JavaScript and get uh, their own Facebook profile or page to have lots and lots of likes and followers. Uh, and then they'll be able to sell that page to someone else who will then use it to spam other people on Facebook. So this is an attack that uh, uh, really uh, profits the, the attacker by getting by monetizing um, having got people to uh, like a certain page or list. We also see multiple levels of attacker with this. So we'll see um, it could be that there's some person who just really wants everyone to like their profile photo or everyone to really like their status and they'll persuade their friends to copy and paste some JavaScript and you know, it'll be great, it'll make their Facebook go green or something like that. But in fact, it'll just make them like this profile. But at the same time, they've copied and pasted the script from someone who sold it to them, who uh, has also embedded their own profile details, their own pages they want you to like. And so not only are you doing what the attacker wants you to do, you're doing what the person who sold the script to the attacker wants you to do. Um, so do people actually do this? Um, unfortunately, yes, they do, uh, constantly. Um, it happens um, quite frequently uh, and kind of understandably too because what's being offered here is some exciting feature that Facebook doesn't offer them. So something like, yeah, you, you get all these followers or you get to change the way in which Facebook looks or, or something like this. It's a quite a tempting offer to some people. Um, so 
I'm now going to give you some statistics, which I'm just going to preface by saying they're quite quickly gathered. They're not terribly rigorous, so that, that please don't pay too much attention, but they give you an idea don't of the kind of... Them. Sorry? Don't tweet them. <laughs> you can if you like, but they're, they're probably not terribly uh, reliable. They just give you kind of an insight into the rough numbers involved. Um, so if you have a video that uh, describes how to copy and paste this JavaScript and what you'll get as a result of it, in the comments you put a link saying, here, copy, go to this page, copy the link and, and, and whatever. About 90% of people who will see that video appear in their feed won't bother. They won't, they won't click on anything. They're, they're either not interested or they're, they're wise to it. From that, um, for the people who do click on that link, about 80% of the people who've clicked on that link and gone to this page full of JavaScript won't bother to actually run the script. They're, they're not going to copy and paste it. Great. Unfortunately, the people who do go to the link, copy the JavaScript, put it in their console, they'll see a little warning on the console that, that we put in there saying, hold on a minute, this could be bad. <laughs> it doesn't work so well. So about 8% uh, of people then go, oh, you warned me, I'll stop. 92% um, of people do actually run the script. Um, so again, this is based on a really, really small sample of a kind of successful-ish attacks. Um, but this gives you an idea that this isn't this is an attack that not that many people will eventually get to, but uh, any kind of prevention action we try and take doesn't work very well. Um, and so there are lots of things we could do about this kind of attack on Facebook. We could try and um, we could try and play with the functionality on the site to stop people from wanting this new functionality. We could offer them lots more emoticons. Uh, we could offer them to the ability to change colors and things like that. But I feel like we could never offer them all the things they want, like the ability to see who viewed their profile, for example. We can't really accept the risk. Um, there are lots of effects. The problem with this kind of attack is it really affects your friends. So you, you copy and paste the JavaScript, and then it kind of spams your friends a bit. And it, this isn't a terribly pleasant experience. Um, it also is very embarrassing for the person who's done it, because they often yeah, look like a bit of a, a victim. Um, we can't really transfer the risk. We can't. Uh, we do react to it a lot. We have lots of systems designed to try and identify this kind of behavior, but they're always going to be limited. Uh, so prevention might be nice. We might want to prevent people from being able to copy and paste this JavaScript, but that turns out to be quite hard too. So here's a few examples of things that people have proposed as mitigations for this, this kind of attack. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is this, this big red one. Um, a few months ago, we introduced um, that there was a kind of a, a way in Chrome we could stop you from pasting JavaScript into the, the console. And instead, we showed you this kind of warning. Um, quite effective, maybe. Um, there have been other suggestions. Uh, in Firefox, they've been talking about uh, kind of pop-up warnings saying, this is, could be a scam. Uh, and in Chrome, they've talked about saying, you've got to type in always allow in order to allow this kind of JavaScript. Um, I will leave you all to your own opinions about whether any of these are particularly effective. Um, but I would point out that the problem with this kind of mitigation is that the person who is doing this behavior we don't want them to do, this, this pasting of JavaScript, knows they're doing something Facebook doesn't let them do or doesn't want to let them do, and so is fully willing to kind of accept uh, that they are bypassing security mechanisms. Uh, we've also tried this kind of thing. So if we think you have done this, we will ask you, and we detect it, we could send you through this kind of set of steps, one of which says, hey, we think you might have done this, here's something you probably shouldn't do, don't click on these links, don't copy and paste this code. Anecdotally, that seems to kind of work, but we don't have good evidence to suggest it, and it doesn't work very 
it's not a very good coverage for the problem. In part because people who've copied and pasted a, a script and have, have been compromised in this way probably won't do it again if they know what's happened anyway. So it's hard to say. Um, and then <laughs> the problem with prevention is that uh, when we did briefly disable this console in, in Chrome, um, what happened next was that attackers said, okay, please install these extensions and then go back to these web pages and, and run the scripts through these extensions. So part of this problem is that there's always, always tends to be a, a way around them. Um, and part of the reason why prevention is hard as well is that it's important for browser vendors to have easy access to the internals of the browser for a developer. They need access to the, the console to, to type in JavaScript to, to play with their sites. But those developers account for a very, very small fraction of the overall users of their browser. So this is kind of a, a, a costs the user in favor of the developer. And as I've said, the attacks change. And the victim here is quite a willing accomplice of their own um, compromise. So that's a very, very brief trip through uh, self-XSS attacks. Uh, the reason I thought it was interesting for this crowd is that this is a problem that probably doesn't have a definitive technical solution. And it's a problem where the incentives of the victim, the attacker, are kind of combined until one last point where what happens and what was expected don't match. Um, and it seems like the current set of solutions, the warnings, probably aren't going to do very much. So maybe there'll be some good ideas from this crowd as to how we can maybe solve this problem. So thank you very much.